0: The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio
1: WGNS. National anthem just completed, and we're getting ready for baseball here this afternoon. Middle Tennessee and Belmont, and this is a long-standing series uh, since Belmont went Division One in 1999. The Blue Raiders and Bruins have met 32 times. The Blue Raiders with a 24-8 advantage in all-time in 67 meetings, this being number 68. Middle has a 49-18 record. Two teams met last year in Murfreesboro with uh, Belmont winning a 5-4 contest. Well,
2: Belmont has had the advantage over uh, the Blue Raiders, I would say, for the last decade. I can... Remember Dick and me being up here for some really not very good baseball. So we got to <laughs> be better today. Yep.
1: So Belmont wearing their uh, red tops and red hats today. Go with their white baseball pants. Middle Tennessee in the road blues and gray pants. Getting set for this one. And uh, you can take a look at your – you got that lineup sheet there. Sure do. Give us uh, our umpires for today.
2: Okay. Uh, uh, at the, the – behind the plate, Brock Ballew. At first base, Randy Hunley. And at third base,
1: Alfredo Burkeen. I think Mr. Burkeen may be from the dimple. Yeah. Throw down to second. We're just about set to go. And for Middle Tennessee leading off will be J.T. Mabry hitting a – Smooth 300 after the first weekend of the year. Mabry, the Blue Raiders' second baseman, and facing Zuger, a right-hander, as he climbs the Hill of Thrills to get this one underway on this chilly Wednesday afternoon. First pitch right at 330 in there, misses for... Ball one. Zuger working quickly. Ground, ground ball to second. It'll ta- be taken by Kepa Bianco and throws to first for the out. Four to three on the put out for out number one. So Is are going to look here and uh, see what my app said as far as a, a game time temperature. 35 degrees, it says, as we get this one underway and an overcast sky. Fausto Lopez hitting 467. He was the hitting star of the weekend for sure over in Wilmington. First pitch to Fausto is up high. Lopez has been a has been one of the rocks in the Blue Raider lineup over the last few years. Takes the 1-0 up high and it's ball 2. Note on the weather
2: as he uh, fouls ball off to the right. Uh, you know, as many times as we've been up here, usually this wind is howling. And uh, it's not uh, appearing to be much of a factor right now.
1: Right now, but it's coming in from the north at about nine miles an hour. And Lopez takes a pitch inside. That makes it go three and one with one out here in the top of inning number one. Zuger checks with his catcher, Campbell, gets the sign and the pitch. Ball is hit high in the air, but not too far out. Coming in is the left fielder. He'll make the catch. That would be Shacklett and got a late start, but had good closing speed on it, and Lopez is out F7. Uh, what little win there is, uh, is as you said, blowing in uh, from left center. Yeah, and uh, I think it held that ball up some. I think it did, too, because Lopez hit it up pretty high that'll bring Wyatt Morgan the DH. Morgan from Lenexa Kansas takes a strike two outs top of the first Middle Tennessee at the plate one strike pitch bouncing ball toward second Bianco takes it throws to first for an easy one two three inning for the Belmont Bruins. For the Blue Raiders, no runs, hits, or errors. Nobody left. We'll go to the bottom of inning number two. It's Middle Tennessee nothing, in Belmont coming to bat as you listen to Blue Raider baseball from Learfield.
0: News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider sports.
1: Bottom of the second inning here at Rose, bottom of the first inning at Rose Park. Chip Walters, John Callow with you, and getting our first look at Avery Gunn, a young man out of Dixon County. And uh, interesting, uh, we do have both starters today, local high school Freshmen, uh, high school, graduates of high school, they're college freshmen now. But uh, Gunn from the right, from the right, a right-hander throws at about a three-quarter angle. And uh, again, both coach Jim Toman and Dave Jarvis will be using pitchers liberally today. The uh, Bruins will have Youngstown State coming in uh, for four games this weekend. They'll play a single game on Friday, two seven-inning games on Saturday and a a nine-inning game on Sunday. The Blue Raiders will be playing three games down in Conway, South Carolina. Leading off for Belmont, Guy Lipscomb, the center fielder, takes the first pitch high for ball one we've got a freshman throwing to a senior that one sailed a little
2: bit senior and uh, you know that uh, has got to help a, a freshman pitcher to have a have some
1: experience behind the plate yep Jackson Campbell or, or rather for for Middle Tennessee it's uh, Mason it's Mason's it's there taken for a strike and it is two balls and one strike on the leadoff man for Belmont, Guy Lipscomb. The right-handed pitcher delivers in a strike call there at the letters. And it's two and two for Avery Gunn. Lipscomb comes into this game hitting 500, got off to a great start last weekend in their series against Toledo. Spears with a sign, the pitch, and fouled off at the plate. So Lipscomb stays alive in a 2-2 count for number two. But today is 2-23. Two tw- two yeah, we was, missed it. Well, missed it by a day. Yesterday was 2-22-22. What were you doing at 2-22 in the afternoon yesterday? I think I was taking a nap. I, I would probably guess that's right. The 2 2 pitch misses outside. It's ball three. Yesterday was a great day for taking a nap. Because <laughs> it was not a great day for doing anything else. Full count on the leadoff hitter, Guy Lipscomb. And the payoff pitch from Gunn is outside for <laughs> ball four. And Lipscomb with the walk.
5: Nice builder, number one, John
1: and now has to deal with. A runner on base. That'll bring up John Behrens, the right fielder. Behrens 71 Behrens a left-handed hitter. The second one in a row that uh, Gunn has faced here in the top of the order. They've got him picked off the throw to first. Now they'll chase him down. Back to short. So 3 6 1 on the putout. 361 on the caught stealing. And Lipscomb tried to go on the very first pitch. Or actually uh yeah, 361 or yep. 1361. Because the pitcher threw to first, right, to the shortstop covering second, back to the pitcher covering first. So 1361. Four out, number one. Thought the Raiders did a really nice job of handling the uh, rundown play. Yep, I did too. And uh, it was Bryson Thomas who kind of got it started, and a veteran guy there as well. So you would expect him to be one of the leaders of your defense. And he he ran, uh, he, he ran Lipscomb towards second, and of course Lopez was there to jump in and force him back, and the throw there with. Gun covering perfectly there for the tag on the slide. 2-0 pitch, swing and a miss by Barron's, and it is 2-1. Umpire
2: says he actually got a little bit of contact on that.
1: I didn't hear it, did you? I did not. Turn our crowd mic up a little bit. 2-1 delivery. Fouled back into the screen. Got him set up now. Two balls and two strikes with one out, bottom of inning number one here at Rose Park in Nashville. Boy, this would be big to come back after that uh, 2-0 count and, and get him. Doesn't do it there. Pitch was a little bit low, and Spears was trying to frame it up there with his mitt, and it just kind of squirted back between his legs. Didn't get out of the, didn't get past the umpire, but. Nobody on base, didn't matter. Another 3-2 pitch, swing and a miss, and down he goes. That's big for Gunn to come back after a leadoff walk and make a really good pitch on three and two. Absolutely. And that was almost an, an unhittable pitch, low and inside to a left-handed hitter.
2: Well, I think that's what they were trying to do with that 2-2 pitch, and if that ball hadn't gotten away, uh, they might have been able to get the call on that 2-2 pitch.
1: It'll bring up Brady Heaton, the first baseman. Line shot into left field on the first pitch. It's fair and we will get down into the corner. It'll be a double for Heaton, and uh, he was heating up on <laughs> this cold day. And he was not going to hang around in the box. He found something to his liking right off the bat. And uh, a nice line
2: drive.
5: Uh, Good
2: aluminum or whatever they make those bats out of these days.
1: You now that's one we used to say that. Good wood. Good wood. Yep. No. Now Logan Jarvis, who's also a left-handed hitter. Again, he is the son of Coach Dave Jarvis. First pitch to him is a swing and a miss for strike one.
2: That's interesting, uh, the, uh, the way their lineup works. He's got uh, four, four of the first five hitters are left handed hitters.
1: And then the next five are all righties. Well, uh, he's actually got a switch hitter. Oh, yes, in there. he does. Copa Bianco is, goes both ways. One ball, one strike on Logan Jarvis. Jarvis hitting 286 here in the early part of the season. Gunn takes a look at the runner, Heaton, and then comes to the plate. Boy, just outside. And it is two and one. And Blue had been calling that outside strike
2: for these left, against these left-handers. It's that one just a little bit too far.
1: time called as gun was looking into spears didn't get the long time on the sign, and then the batter jarvis backed out there's a two one that's that way a, outside that was a breaking ball that didn't break yep three and one Checks the runner at second and comes home. Ball four. It's going to put runners at first and second and the second walk of the inning. And that was a pitch that's been called for a strike today. Number
5: 49.
1: I think maybe a question came out of the dugout. (laughs) Then a little bit of an explanation going on. I would imagine uh, with temperatures like they are today, not going to be a lot of patience on question and answer sessions. I don't think so. Carson Shacklett, the designated hitter, he has been red hot here early. There's a strike. Strike called on the inside part of the plate. Chip,
2: you mentioned dugouts. Uh, Since the last time we were here, they've uh, switched dugouts for years and years and years. The Raiders have been in the first base dugout.
1: Yep. yep. Today they're in the third base side. One strike pitch to Shacklett. Yeah,
2: that Just. one is
1: another one I would have Well, wow, that was a close pitch. They're right at the knees. Count even at one ball, one strike. Gun checks the runner comes home with a pitch and that's a nice looking pitch for a oh, yeah. strike one ball two strikes and gun trying to get himself out of trouble here in inning number one. First and second two outs Carson Shacklett as we mentioned starting the season red hot hitting 583 Lopez came in behind Heaton Now everybody gets set, one, two, curved outside, breaking away from the left-handed hitting Shacklett. So those deuces wild again, two balls, two strikes, two outs. Here in the bottom of the first, gun to the plate, line drive right field, that's gonna get down. Bounce to the right fielder. They'll send Heaton home. He'll score and an RBI single for Carson Shacklett as he pulled it to the right side. Scored Heaton from second base. And Logan Jarvis on the play goes to third. And Shacklett with the single gives Belmont a one run lead, one to nothing. So that'll bring Jackson Campbell to the plate. The catcher, Campbell a right-hander. So first and third with two outs and a strike called to Jackson Campbell. Well, we thought Shacklett was hot. Campbell hitting 636. Seven for 11 is not a bad weekend. I'd say not. A one pitch here, bounces and Spears made a nice play on the ball right at the plate. Everybody stays set at first and third, two outs. Bottom of inning number one, one nothing Belmont. An RBI single by Shacklett has a tally on the board for the Bruins. Gun to the plate on the 1-1 pitch. Swung oh. on and missed on a pitch that was about a foot outside. And it's 1-2. and two. Looked like that might have been a slider, the way that thing broke out. It slid, didn't it? <laughs> it did. <laughs> Ball and two strikes. On the Belmont catcher. Gun. Outside, that one gets away and the runner goes to second. Nobody coming home. Spears took his eye off that pitch. It was outside and saw the runner go. So now second and third with two outs and a two-two count on Campbell. And I I was kind of guessing that Gunn might try to come back inside after getting a swing on an inside or on an outside pitch. Oh, that'd be the book, wouldn't it? They're going back outside. 2-2 delivery, ground ball to third. Up with it and throwing his coker out at first and no more damage for the Bruins. A five to three putout gets Jackson Campbell out and Avery Gunn out of any further trouble. In the inning, it was a run on two hits, two men left and we head to inning number two It's Belmont 1, Middle Tennessee nothing as you listen to Blue Raider Baseball from Learfield.
6: Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU the University of Opportunities.
7: The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. You are listening to NTSU
0: Sports on WGNS.
1: We played the inning in Nashville and Belmont with a 1-0 lead. Blue Raiders will be sending up the 4, 5, and 6 hitters here in the second after going one, two, three in the first, it'll be Brett Coker, Tatsunori Nagishi, and Jackson Galloway.
2: I was looking at the home plate umpire Brent Ballou between innings without his
1: mask on. He looks like he's a bank robber, Chip. <laughs> he's got, got, the, got the mask up over his nose. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Completely covering his face.
1: I noticed uh, Jarvis uh, w- was the same way for uh, for Belmont. He had had the uh, the the thing around his neck up, yep. up over his nose. Coker fouls oh. one off a 1-0 pitch, and it's one ball, one
2: strike. That found the opening, got into the dugout. That scrambled a few of them. Coker hitting 188. Some of those guys, that may be all the action they see today.
1: Swing and a miss here at a high fastball. It's one ball and two strikes on Brett Coker. Coker from Hendersonville, played at Itawamba Community College. Now one-two delivery, fouled straight back. He had it right, Yeah. just yeah. under it a little bit. He was on that pitch for sure. So it stays one and two. Home opener for the Blue Raiders is next Tuesday. One and two, Coker bounces one foul down the left side. So we come home for one, and then go back out on the road again. That's right. Well, of course tomorrow they'll Blue Raiders leave at 6:30 in the morning for uh, to BA for a flight to Myrtle Beach. One-two pitch here, just missed. And Blue Raider pitching has also wanted that one right around the knees and hasn't gotten it. So equal opportunity there. Two-two to Coker and he fouls it away. That, uh, that got out
2: over that, uh, that screen in right field. Just foul.
1: Another pitch to Coker. This is a soft foul ball toward the Blue Raider dugout down the third baseline. Zuger had him out in front. 2 2 delivery here inside. Ball three. And as you could hear in the background, the Belmont fans thought. They had a strikeout. Payoff pitch coming to Coker, fouled away again, and Coker, he's putting in a pretty good at bat here. Yep, last year, two seventy-eight, had eight doubles, five home runs, twenty-five runs batted in. Three-two delivery again. Coker back up the middle, but it'll be taken by the second baseman, Cappabianco, for the out six or four-three on the putout. That's his third assist. It is.
5: High silver number 10, Tatsunori Nagishi.
1: So two or one away for Tatsunori Nagishi. Well, he struggled
2: the first couple of games over the weekend, but uh, had a couple hits in the, in the last two.
1: Nagishi, from Tokyo, Japan, hits one to left field. That's gonna get in for a hit. And Nagishi gets the Blue Raiders first hit of the day and it comes in the top of inning number two. Just sliced it out there into yeah. left field. Number nice 15, stroke.
5: Fielder,
2: I've been anxious to see him hit.
1: So he's on at first. That'll bring up left fielder Jackson Galloway. Taking
2: a nice lead over at first base.
1: Well, he did not steal a base last weekend. First pitch to Galloway misses for ball one. Zuger misses high. And we mentioned this is a completely synthetic field. that's the mound batter's yeah. boxes lines everything strike call there it's two balls in one strike and i don't know whether it's just the way the nap of the synthetic turf is laying but it it almost looks like the mound has holes where it's worn. There's a slow bouncer in the infield. I think everybody's going to be safe. It's going to get past second base and moving on to third will be Nagishi. Mishandled that ball. Yep. The shortstop Taylor came in. It got by the pitcher Zuger. Not his fault there. And Taylor tried to barehand it. Didn't make the play. Then it went off and caromed off of the second base bag. And that gave A very heads-up Nagishi, an opportunity to take third. Don't you think that's got to be a hit and an error? I'm not even sure it's going to be an error because I'm not sure he ever touched it. Ah. So it's going to be an infield hit for sure. For Galloway, they have not put an error on the board. So two hits for the Raiders in the inning, and that'll bring Mason Spears to the plate, and he takes a strike. So first and third and one out. Top of the second in a 1-0 Belmont lead. Spears one for four on the season. Toss over to first and Nagishi came off third pretty aggressively. They're holding Galloway close. Got a great opportunity for his first RBI of the season. 0-1 pitch, misses low and it's one and one.
2: Well, a lot of room over there on the
1: right side. Second baseman playing him up the middle. Also outside. So it's two and one.
2: You'd kind of like to, if they're going to throw him outside,
1: you'd kind of like to see him go that direction. This ball gets deep in the hole to Everybody's going to be safe here. The Raiders score a run. It was a ball hit to Taylor, went deep in the hole to try to get it, backhanded it, threw across, but uh, everybody was going to be safe there. So Mason Spears with an RBI, and we're tied at one. And on the play, Galloway goes to second. So two hits in the inning and a run home to tie the game. Everything earned to this point and first and second now with one out and that'll bring Bryson Thomas to the plate. Thomas takes a pitch low. Bryson is a threat to go long. Yes, he is hitting 667 here in the early year. Thomas has 12 career home runs At middle, that one's high, and it's 2-0. So a run home here in the second. And base runners at first and second. Jordan Zuger on the mound. A right-hander with a 2-0 delivery. Just outside, ball three, 3-0 as they're being careful with Thomas, and I understand yeah. that. Zuckers showed some pretty good control in that first inning, but uh, he's having trouble throwing strikes here in the second. Spears at first, Galloway at second, and the 3-0 delivery strike called at the knees, and it's 3-1, and Bryson and and Thomas was taken all the way. Three balls and a strike. Zuger checks the runner at second and comes home. That ball is hit hard to the shortstop. They'll go to second for one. The first double play. 6 4 3 on the double play from the bat of Bryson Thomas. So the Raiders score a run, but that's all they can get at at the point. So a run on two hits, one man left, and that'll be your it as we head to the bottom of the second.
5: One-one, Middle Tennessee and Belmont on the Blue Rider Network from Learfield.
0: The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS Murfreesboro, Smyrna.
1: We head to the bottom of the second inning at Rose Park in Nashville and Middle Tennessee and Belmont tied at a run apiece. Belmont scored their run in the bottom of the first. Middle scored theirs in the top of the second. Throw down to second base. And it will be Jack Capobianco. The Belmont's second baseman to lead things off. Capobianco. Bianco from London, Kentucky. I've been there. Strike on the first pitch. I have two. It's hard to get there. Once you're there, you're there. One strike delivery to Capabianco is low. It is one and one. Capabianco hitting, 260, or hitting uh, 273. And a one-one pitch to him. Took something off of that, and it stayed high for ball two. 204
2: career hitter though coming into this season
1: 2-1 delivery Nice pitch but ball 3 Mr. Ballou is making them work for it today isn't he? Uh, there will be no gifts Ground ball right side nice backhand they'll Throw to the pitcher, covering it out. Great job. Excellent job there as Bryson Thomas went and backhanded the ball and Gunn covered first for a 3-1 to putout.
5: out, number 18. Boy, that
1: ball <laughs> looked like it was through. Sure and, did. Uh, and Bryce Thomas just got enough of it to knock it down. Yeah, it was not a clean catch,
2: but he uh, kept it there within uh, reach and... Uh, I thought that uh, Gunn did a great job of getting over. That means that uh, that practice they they do every day is paying off. Yeah, it did. It's
1: muscle memory right <laughs> by, by now. One would hope. Yep. Grayson Taylor, the shortstop, takes a strike, and Gunn right back with an s next pitch that's in the dirt, or on the rug, as the case is here. One ball, one strike. One out in the bottom of the second. One-one game. Gun. That one bounced up there as well, and uh, Spears may have a bruise from that one. Yeah. Talking about muscle memory, I thought I was.
2: I had a fair amount of muscle memory driving up here today.
1: <laughs> Two-one delivery swing and a miss, and it's two and two. Till I got to that turn at Chestnut. Right on Chestnut or left on Edge Hill, right? Yep. Same thing for me. 2-2 delivery coming from Avery Gunn, the freshman from Dixon. And the pitch just missed. Mm, He wanted that one. Yes, he did. 3-2 pitch to Taylor and line drive knocked down. They're not gonna get an out here, but uh, boy, an excellent job by Coker to get up in the air. Didn't snare it, but he knocked it down where Fausto Lopez could grab the ball and hold the runner at first. So that'll go as a hit. That's the third hit of the day for the Belmont Bruins. So we're even up now in hits. That'll bring Austin Aaron to the plate. Aaron with his first at-bat of the year. Or is it? No, he's had uh, two at-bats. Okay. First at-bat of the day. he's 0 for 2 on the season. He's trying to get the goose eggs off of his average right now. He's down a strike with a runner at first and one out in the bottom of inning number two. Gun fires it outside, it's one and one. It's a busy week for Blue Raider Athletics. This game originally scheduled for yesterday and nobody was gonna play anything yesterday except maybe water polo. It just rained and rained and rained and rained. Now, oh, the Raiders had, had, had another it. near pickoff. Oh, gosh. But uh, Gunn's got a pretty good move. Gunn has a good move, and Taylor uh, leaned the wrong <laughs> way and was able to get back in under the tag. Got see, back. What he, see what he does with his lead now.
2: Shorten it up a little bit. Yeah, the, the primary lead was much shorter.
1: Secondary lead was about the same. Time called, and Jerry Myers comes out of the Blue Raider dugout. Middle's new pitching coach this year, and talking with Gunn, saw something out there, and going to talk through it. But Coach Myers, long-time pitching coach at South Carolina, got into administration, and in his words said, about two months into that, I wanted back on the field, and his opportunity came Here at Middle Tennessee, he was part of that great run of South Carolina Gamecock baseball.
2: I thought Coach Toman did a good job of picking up this new coaching staff.
1: He got some uh, credentials. Jordan Getzelman, who has a good history in pro ball with the Brewers, There's a ground ball to short, or to third. They'll throw to second for one, to first. Not in time. Couldn't dig it out. And the pivot at second was made by Mabry, and the runner, Taylor, ended up on top of him. But a fielder's choice, 5-4. Two outs in the inning and a runner at first, and Jim Toman... He wants to talk uh, what, to the up iron? I think he does. About, that, uh, about that slide. Uh, yeah, he wants to talk to Alfredo Burkeen about that because Taylor ended up on top of Mabry past the second base bag. So uh, he's wanting to know, I think, if there was interference. Trying to get that extra out at first base. You'd like to get them any way you can, wouldn't That's you? That's right. But it will stand as is. The runner at first is Aaron, and back to the top of the order, and Guy Lipscomb, who it, uh, who was caught in a rundown after drawing a first-inning walk. And here's a pitch in the dirt that gets away, and the runner will end up at second. That's a wild pitch. And Aaron is at second base. First wild pitch of the day for either side. Avery gun to the plate. Pitch is low, and it's 2-0. The infield has Coker at third, Lopez at short, Mabry at second, and Thomas at first. Gun to the plate. They lay down a bunt. Play made by Spears, and he throws it wild into right field, but it was backed up by Mabry. And that will probably be an e2 well i think you got to on uh, a throwing error. spears did
2: the a, a nice job of getting out uh, from behind the plate he had more time than he right,
0: thought. One, john yeah, I, I think,
1: think you're, you're right the runners at first and third now as aaron goes to third lips come on by way of the air and john behrens The right fielder at the plate and Gunn trying to get out of trouble here in the second. That pitch didn't break and it's outside for a ball. 1-1 game, bottom of inning number two. Scheduled for nine today, but there is rain on the way. Throw to first and diving back in is Guy Lipscomb. We can only hope it's rain. That's right, we're teetering on the verge of solid precipitation and liquid precipitation. 1-0 delivery from Gunn, runner starts and stops. Pitch is low and it's 2-0. So to mention, busy weekend and an important weekend for Blue Raider basketball coming up tomorrow night. Lady Raiders in Huntington to take on Marshall, the Herd, the men's side in Murfreesboro as Middle Tennessee looks for its 16th straight win in the Glass House. The 2-0 is outside for ball three, and then we know what comes up on Saturday. It's the 100-mile rivalry. (laughs) Ladies are in Bowling Green at 2 o'clock, men's game at 6 in Murfreesboro. Hey, you've got time, to, you got time, that to, got time to get both of those. 3-0 pitch, strike called, and it's 3-1. and one. And, of course, baseball will be down at Coastal Carolina, but not playing Coastal this weekend. They'll play Illinois, Ball State, and Rutgers. And softball will be at a warm destination like they normally are every weekend this time of the year <laughs> ground ball to second it'll be taken by Mabry and the throw to first is in time to uh, get out of trouble there four three put out on Barron's in the inning no runs on one hit there was an air and two men left on base we head to the top of the third It's 1-1, Middle Tennessee and Belmont here on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
10: At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthcare.com.
11: It's just a few cocktails at
6: happy hour.
0: There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal.
6: It was just a few drinks. I'm good.
0: Hey, I can
6: hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time.
12: If you put away some drinks, put away your keys, Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.
0: The flagship station for Blue Raider sports, WGNS.
1: Top of the third here in Nashville, Middle Tennessee and Belmont. Before we get
5: underway, let's pause for station identification. You're
1: listening to Blue Raider Baseball from Learfield. The
0: flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here.
1: Chip Walters, John Callow with you from Rose Park in the capital city. Luke Vinson leads things off for the Blue Raiders in a tie game, 1-1. And his first pitch was fouled away. It's 0-1. He pokes one to left field. That's going to fall for a base hit. Vincent on a one-strike pitch gets the Blue Raiders third hit of the day or fourth hit of the day. And, you know, a lot of coaches, as they set up their batting order, they put basically another leadoff yeah. guy in the number nine hole, and that's the case there.
5: Base, number 11, J.T. J.T. Mabry. JT Mabry
1: up for the second time today. He's 0 for 1 hitting 286 on the year and a throw to first is not in time. You see a lot of that in the American League with the DH,
2: but uh, Tony La Russa used to do it from time to time when he managed the Cardinals.
1: You're right, runner goes, throw to second is in time for the out. That's gonna be a caught stealing. It was not a great four. throw. It was not, but a really good tag put on by Bianco. If Kappa Bianco had
2: been on the bag, that ball is going to go into center field. But he was not. Uh, he was in front of the bag. He was in front of the bag and off to the uh, first
1: base side. Made a nice catch and a almost tag at the exact moment. Count goes 0-2 now on Mabry. Two-strike pitch. Boy, that one just oh, fouled at wow. third. And.
2: I think we're getting some discussion about that one, too. I think so.
1: And Alfredo Burkeen has taken out his pen and pencil. He's going to take a little note here. Has he given him a yellow card? He may have. Well, the dugouts are so close to the field here. Yeah. you uh you probably, in with no nobody in the stands today, you're going to hear everything. And Coach Toman is out uh, kind of
2: protecting his uh, third base coach.
1: And uh, Jordan Getzelman walks away and comes down to talk <laughs> to Fausto Lopez and yeah. let's. Toman and Alfredo Burkeen continue their discussion. But wind is starting to pick up a little bit, Chip. The small flags on the outfield fence are about the same, but the bigger flags up behind, kind of close to that picnic pavilion, have started to move a little bit more. And so that discussion is over. The count remains 0-2 on J.T. Mabry. 1-1 game, one out, top of the third. And an 0-2 pitch misses, it's 1-2. Well, like I mentioned earlier, I would not imagine there's a ground ball to third taken by Jarvis. He'll throw to first and in time, On a 5-3 put-out. He's got a nice arm over there. So two away for Fausto Lopez. First out number
5: four, Fausto Lopez.
1: With with these these temperatures today, uh, like I mentioned, discussions on anything with the umpires. If it were me, it would be short-lived. Yep. Lopez, 0 for 1, flyed out to left, his only other time up, takes a ball, it's 1-0. Zucker with a pitch, and it's low there, 2-0. Oh, it has got to be just
2: a wonderful feeling every time one of these batters gets a piece of a baseball, huh?
1: <laughs> You don't want it. Uh, today is not a good day to hit one off the end of the bat. Oh, no. 2-0 pitch, low, and it's 3-0. You know, the only uh, other people in the park
2: that might suffer as badly as those hitters trying to hit the baseball would be catchers warming up pitchers in the bullpen, especially if you got one that throws a heavy fastball.
1: Wow, strike called. Uh, I know a lot of times it's automatic, but that was a stretch. Yeah. Has been called a ball a lot today. 3-1 pitch bouncing ball toward third. That one foul. And on that earlier ball that was hit down there, it was it was hugging the line, but it from our vantage point, it appeared foul all the way. So the count now three and two. Zucker trying to come all the way back, but does not. Throws one in the dirt. And Lopez is on. First walk of the day given up. On Bye. that one, that was disputed uh, down the third baseline.
2: I think the only thing that would have convinced me is if I'd seen it uh, bounce off the bag. Yeah, and it
1: did not do that. So designated hitter Wyatt Morgan to the plate. Morgan hitting 222, and Lopez gets a good lead over at first, and Zuger immediately throws over to hold him on. Oh, that is a significant primary lead. Back again, and Lopez knows exactly how lo- how far his leash is. Right. Chip,
2: look at that. His, uh, uh, when he gets uh, his uh, left leg is even with the, the cutout in the infield. Again, and safe, barely. Oh. <laughs>
1: he stretches it out there another inch or two every time, and... And I think he's reached his limit. I think so. And also part of that, he's had a good reaction to be able to get back to the bag. And yeah, and I think he also picked up a little bit of a turf burn
2: well, coming the, back in.
1: There's obviously there's there's ground up car tires, ground up rubber <laughs> that is in this uh, in the in the turf. That's what gives it its cushion. Yeah. And, uh, and you'll see guys sliding and that stuff popping up. Ground ball. Will it get through the hole? Backhanded, long throw will not be in time at first. Heading to third and he out down. there is going to be Lopez. That's going to be 3-5 on the putout as the Raiders run themselves out of the inning. So you give
2: him a field of inf-
1: his choice. Uh, that's going to be an infield hit, I think, for Morgan. Is They, they were not going to have a play on him. And then a back across the mound.
5: Fielder, or that was going to be a 3-5 on that put out for out number three
1: with Lopez. So we'll take uh, a break and be back with the bottom of the third. Still 1-1 here in Nashville. Blue Raiders and Belmont on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS.
1: Welcome back to Nashville, Middle to burn, Tennessee, and, and blood Belmont blood this blood afternoon. Blood Looking blood at the radar, there is precipitation coming. It looks like the line between snow and rain is going to go right past <laughs> the north side of Nashville. Doesn't that? Doesn't that what it looks like to you? Uh, and 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 right at rush
2: hour. Yep, that's going to be fun. I Tell you driving up here, Chip. It looked uh, the traffic headed down I-24 towards Murfreesboro looked like, and that was at 2:30 in the afternoon. looked like five o'clock.
1: One ball, pitches misses for ball two. It's two and zero. Oh. wasn't too bad when I came up, and not many deep potholes. So swinging a miss there, oh, a nice. off-speed pitch, and yeah. it's two and one. That thing looked big in his eyes, and Brady Heaton, who is a big fella, took a big swing at it. 2-1 delivery, and that one's hit. Foul. High and hard to the left side. How big is he? Heaton is six-five from Newburgh, Indiana. I was gonna say six, four, just without even looking. So yeah. 2-2 pitch and gun with the delivery. It's low, three and two. He definitely looks like a, a, he could hit a baseball
2: a long way if he can connect.
1: Three, two, swing and a miss and the ball got away. There's going to be a throw down to first is in time for the put out, but a strikeout, two, three,
5: four out number one.
1: That is the second strikeout of the day for Avery Gunn. And that'll bring up Logan Jarvis. I'll tell you, as a rule, baseball players pick horrible walk-up songs but (laughs) Jarvis I got to go with his a little suspicious minds from the Uh, king
2: I don't know what I would use you know when I played college baseball there was no such thing as a walk-up song one strike delivery misses for ball one We didn't even have a public address announcer at... uh, At
1: At Sam? At Southwestern, yeah. (laughs) Southwestern at Memphis. Yes. Now Rhodes College, 1-1 delivery. That one's low for ball two. We uh, averaged... Our average crowd was about three. And that's with no zeros on the end. That is
5: correct.
1: Yeah. 2-1 pitch, swing, and a miss there, and... Avery Gunn has found him a little something here. And the count goes two and two. Uh, You could always count on the Dean of Men showing up.
2: And he was a huge fan. And
1: somebody's parents, maybe. Gunn looks in. Boy, took something off. That was a nice-looking pitch just off the outside corner. And the count goes three and two. Jarvis walked back in the first. 3 2 delivery. That is a line shot. Caught oh, yes. By the second baseman, J.T. Mabry.
2: Little it- looping liner. And um, Mabry had to go about, what, four steps to his left.
1: Just kind of took it in stride. So, two outs in the inning. Is there
2: a pitch count there on your uh, machine? Uh, We'll need to take a look.
1: I'm sure it is. Carson Shacklett, the designated hitter.
2: I'm thinking Guns' uh, pitch count is starting to get up on a
1: yeah, 65 right now. Yeah, for a day like today. 10 pitch. There is action in the bullpen and yeah, it may be Siebert. I'm not sure. We'll have I didn't bring my field glasses today one ball one strike and the pitch oh low for ball two two and one the pitcher is uh i think you did were able to catch a number there didn't you? i did i did two one ball hit high in the air to right field on his horse goes agishi that'll be off the wall Nagishi will throw it back in, but that ball hit a ton to right field and stayed in the ballpark. Shacklett with a double with two outs in the inning. And that is Trent
2: Siebert in the bullpen for the Raiders.
1: Pinch runner for Belmont. Nope, no, it's not. Shacklett just went to pick up his batting glove. Shacklet at second with two outs, and the batter is Jackson Campbell. And here comes Jerry Myers. I think he's probably uh, hit his pinch count. He's thrown 69 pitches, and they are going to go to the bullpen. And Trent Siebert will be coming in. So while the... Pitching change is made. We'll take a break here. Back in a minute to Nashville. 1-1, two outs, bottom of the third. As you listen to Blue Raider baseball from Learfield.
12: Out here, we charge into the heartland with Mountain Dew. Out here, there's no rush hour. Just the rush of flying wide open on glassy water at 5 a.m. with your first dew in hand. And there's no spin class. Just bright green spinner bait that ironically matches your second dew. Out here, we don't just play Big Buck Hunt, we hunt actual Big Bucks. And out here, the best road is off-road, and the color of your truck is mud. Out here, it's dew.
0: the Blue Raiders on news radio WGNS Murfreesboro Smyrna
1: Trent Siebert is the new Blue Raider pitcher Siebert over the weekend in Wilmington through two and a third innings gave up three runs on three hits. They were all earned. He walked one, struck out four, and has an early season ERA of 11.57. The partial line on Avery Gunn, two and two-thirds innings to this point, One run, four hits, two walks, two strikeouts. Jackson Campbell will be the first batter to face.
5: Number three, Jackson Campbell.
1: Trent Siebert, but for Avery Gunn, his college career is now underway as he comes in. Very credible for a uh, first no. time out of the box. You know, he, you could just tell he was kind of a ball of energy on, on yeah. the mound. Very, he was uh, always moving out there and uh, that, a calmness will come upon him as he continues in his career but a very good first start for Avery Gunn. And that ERA for uh, Trent Siebert is kind of deceptive
2: because he had thrown two scoreless innings, and that was uh, a, that was in the second game against Wilmington, right? I think that is correct. Yeah, and so he had uh, he had
1: pitched well for two innings. Uh, One-strike pitch to Camel, another line right. drive right yeah. to Mabry, who... Gets him out. <laughs> so a one-pitch uh, third of an inning for Trent Siebert and Middle Tennessee out of trouble in the third. For Belmont, there were no runs. There, were, there was one hit in the inning. It was a double. One man left and no errors on the Blue Raiders. So the book is closed on Avery Gunn now. He gives up a run in two and two-thirds innings. We head to the top of the fourth. Still tied at one in Nashville. You're listening to Blue Raider Baseball from Learfield.
11: It's just a few cocktails at happy hour.
0: There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal.
6: It was just a few drinks. I'm good.
0: Hey, I can hold my liquor.
12: I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.
0: The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS.
1: 1-1 scores. We head to the fourth inning here in Nashville, Middle Tennessee and Belmont on a 35-degree afternoon.
5: The lights have been
1: on for the entire –
5: well, since I drove
1: up into the parking lot (laughs) as – The overcast sky and the moist air here this afternoon made it to be quite chilly. It's Lamberth's uh, first appearance of the season. Yes, Lane Lamberth, the new pitcher for Belmont, 6'3 sophomore from Jackson. And the first pitch to Brett Coker is fouled away, and it's 0-1. One strike on Coker. Strike call there, and it's 0-2. Rose Park here uh, just off Edge Hill Avenue and 8th Avenue, kind of in that corner. Two-strike pitch here, and the ball fouled away. It is just north of the old reservoir. Yep. And – which there's, uh, I think I saw our, our pal Chris Davis from News Channel 5 did a story on the construction and renovation that's going on over at the reservoir recently. The 0-2 pitch misses and it's 1-2. And, and the pitch hit towards short, deep in the hole. The long throw is going to be out. in time for the out. And uh, Taylor had to go deep in the hole again and made a strong throw across to get Coker. 6-3 on the put out, out number one, and that'll bring up Tatsunori Nagishi, singled and scored the only Raider run today. So he's got a one-for-one afternoon going. Swing and a miss there. He brought his average up to 158 with that base hit earlier. The one delivery, ground ball to the right side. It's going right. to find its way through. So a two-for-two two day for Tatsunori Nagishi. And he is on for the second time. And for Lamberth, first hit given up.
5: Left handed hitter, just like
1: so Taguchi. I think that might have been one of his uh, heroes. It may have been.
2: Did you ever get to see
1: Taguchi play? No, I did not. Oh. Looked like everything
2: was a drag bunt.
1: Except oh, that were There's Jackson Galloway. Ball hit in the air to center field and caught by Lipscomb for out number
5: two. And Mason Spears, the catcher,
1: will come up next. Runner at first is Nagishi. throw he's, over to first and he's not taking a Fausto lopez lead is he no he's not and uh, <laughs> i'll tell you lamberth has worked very quickly yeah. here in the in the fourth he says i'm no dummy it's cold <laughs> throw to first and nagishi back well from our vantage point here as we look toward downtown nashville we see a few uh, examples of the state bird, John. The steel crane <laughs> out in left field. Uh, things have changed, haven't they? Boy, they have. I was thinking about uh, the other day, uh, or thinking about it, uh, not the other day. I was thinking about it on the way up today. Chance for another story here. 1-0 delivery coming. Swing and a miss. And the count, one ball, one strike. Because, of course, coming up I 24, cut across on, on 440 and then uh, jumped on uh, I 65 before right. getting off at Wedgwood. Uh, there's a throw to first again. I remember growing up uh, down in Murray County and as a young, a young child, if you came to Nashville on I 65. There's a throw down to first and We're safe. safe. On a on a pitch, it was a throwdown by the catcher Campbell. Pitch was missed. It was two and one. I sixty five ended at Harding Place at the time. You had, <laughs> you had to get off. I remember and get over on Franklin Road and come into downtown uh, if you were going to go shopping or whatever. All right. Two one pitch misses. It's three and one. But, yeah, the interstate just ended right there.
2: Well, you know, the interstate for years ended at Bell, uh, I 24 ended at Bell Road and didn't pick up again until it got past Church Street in Murfreesboro. Right. I can remember driving on I 24 when it was gravel really yeah that would have been i was dating, I was living in bell buckle
1: here's a ball hit Is to the right inside it'll drop in for a base hit and nagishi will head toward third and he will slide in safely mason spears with a two out hit that'll send nagishi to third and the raiders have a little two out something something We're cooking ready. here i was dating a girl here in
2: nashville living in bell buckle and You'd do anything you could to s- not have to go through Smyrna, right? Because that was the worst speed trap between Chicago <laughs> and Miami. <laughs> so, there for a couple of months before they actually paved it.
1: You you drove on, it, drove when, on it when yeah. it was gravel. Okay. Yeah. Two outs, top of the fourth, runner at third. Actually, first and third and two outs. And the batter is Bryson Thomas, the Blue Raider first baseman. First pitch to him, misses for ball one. Lamberth with a pitch. Thomas bounces one foul toward the Blue Raider dugout. One ball, one strike. Raiders would like to push across a go-ahead run here. Boy, check swing and actually went on through it. Bryson yeah. uh, Thomas now 1-2. and two. Well, They have definitely got a shift on for him. And they uh, really had him crossed up on that. Now let's see what they do, 1-2. They bring it. Thomas hits it to third. The long throw will get him at first, and that'll be it for the Blue Raiders. Uh, sharply hit ground ball by Thomas, but couldn't get it to find a hole in the inning. No runs on, two hits, two men left, and there were no Belmont errors. We head on to the bottom of the fourth. 1-1 Middle Tennessee and Belmont on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports.
1: Bottom third of the Belmont order coming up here in the fourth inning. Kappa Bianco, Taylor, and Aaron for Middle Tennessee. It will be Trent Siebert. Came in through one pitch, got an out, and got That's Middle out of trouble in. The third—that's
2: efficiency. Yes, it is. I guess the only way you could be more efficient would be to come in and not throw a pitch, pick guy off first base for the third out. When's the last time you had hot chocolate? It's been
1: a little while. Yeah, and the the nice folks here at Belmont uh, brought around a tray of very good hot chocolate. And it comes in very handy on a day like today.
2: Well, oh, you got that right.
1: Bianco leads it off. Siebert throws. Ball one. The 1-0 is in there for a strike and the count even up now. One ball, one strike. I can confirm that the Lady Raiders did make it to Huntington, West Virginia. Mr. Palmer checked in from practice. They left early this morning, about 7 o'clock, to make the bus trip to Huntington. One ball and two strikes on Capabianco, and that one misses outside. Two and two. Well, I'm impressed that the baseball team gets to
2: fly tomorrow. And they, I suspect they're a little bit glad after that bus trip
1: last week. Yeah, they. Here's one poked toward right field. That's going to be trouble. It's going to get down for a fair ball. Gets toward the corner and a wide turn taken, oh. and a nice throw by the right fielder for Middle Tennessee. That's Nagishi. Yeah, he, he did a good job. That ball
2: he he took that bounce. It. Yeah, he corralled. it's done. what he did. Ball bounced uh, into foul territory and. Uh, uh, there are a lot of people that are,
1: are going to let that end up being a double. Yeah, it probably about 50 feet past third or past first, it bounced and had a had a spin on it that took it to the fence. Belmont shows bunt now. they Grayson Taylor pulled it back and swung fully and fouled it away. You had everybody charging there. But the leadoff man on and no outs here in the bottom of the fourth for the Bruins. Saw Phil uh,
2: Necro do that against the Phillies one time. Took the ball right back up the middle with everybody charging.
1: Well, I'll tell you, if if you're Brett Coker and you've got a guy at the plate that looks like Taylor... And he does that. You put the brakes on very, very quickly. Well, you got that right. One strike pitch, shows bunt there, lays it down, but it's foul. And the Blue Raiders are claiming it hit him in fair territory. And. I didn't pick that up, I didn't, but. Uh,
2: everybody's going to
1: reload now. Spears picked
2: the ball, uh, baseball up in the. Uh, in, In the the batter's box. Yeah, left-handed batter's box. They were playing that. uh...
1: Kappa Bianco goes back to first, but it's 0-2 now on Taylor. And a big pitch coming for the left-handed Trent Siebert. The pitch, oh. breaking pitch just missed. Oh. oh, my goodness. And there is. They, my, wow. That that looked to me
2: like it picked up some plate. Big, slow curve.
1: Ball and two strikes. Tried to throw the same pitch, but changed the, the location just a bit and that one didn't break as much and it's two and two. Siebert checks the runner. Capobianco, there's a ground ball, oh. gets over. Lopez into center field for a base hit. Lopez, uh, he had been six inches taller
2: and jumped a nanosecond quicker. He'd have caught that ball.
1: He may
5: have had. He jumped a little quicker.
1: He may have caught it anyway. But back-to-back base hits and kind of tough luck for Seabird here. As he he has had a couple of really nice pitches, but a couple of hard or one hard-hit ball, one well-placed ball. So first and second, and no outs in the inning. Middle Tennessee pulls the infield in. Belmont shows bunt, and there's going to be a tag out of the batter as Aaron bunted it right down the first baseline, fielded well by Thomas, who tagged him out, three unassisted. But the sacrifice
5: moves the runners
1: to second and third. And that will bring... Guy
2: Lipscomb to the plate. Now Siebert, is uh, the left-hander is back
1: into that uh, that string of left-handed hitters. First pitch is high. Yep, they three out of the next four hitters are left-handers for Belmont. delivery, sliced fair. That's going to get down for at least one. They'll hold one runner at third. Capobianco scores to make it 2-1. Taylor ends up at third. And the third hit of the inning. All singles, Chip. All singles. Guy Lipscomb gets the RBI. And... And that was kind of a nice piece of hitting, uh, Siebert. A little inside out
2: on yeah, the swing. Had him jammed. That was going
1: to be a tough pitch to hit any place and to be able to go opposite field with it. So a run on three hits in the inning. Both teams now with seven hits in the ball game, And that will bring John Barron's to the plate. 2-1 Belmont. Slow curve in for a strike.
2: (laughs) Well, that uh, it took that humbled umpire a little bit longer than he should have to make a decision on that, didn't he?
1: That was a slow call. He was admiring it. (laughs) (laughs) One strike pitch. Came back with a breaking ball. Got it again, 0-2. And, And again, that one was a a slow reaction as well. But runners at first and third. One out in the inning, a run already home for Belmont to lead 2-1. Siebert throws to first. Two strikes on the batter. Runner goes, ball hit to the right side, gets through. One run will score. barrons gets a, an RBI single and heading to third on the play is Lipscomb. So Taylor scores and the fourth single of the inning.
5: And the, three, first Brody
1: and the second run of the inning. Three to one Belmont. Still, just one out here in the home half of the fourth inning. No action right now in the Blue Raider bullpen. Mabry was uh, in
2: playing for the double play. If he had uh, been straight up, uh, he'd have handled that baseball easily.
1: Brady Heaton is the hitter. He has he's one for two with a double and a run scored today. Heaton, the big first baseman for Belmont, again in a situation where he has runners at first and third in an RBI situation. The Bruins have cranked out four hits in the inning, all singles to score two runs. Double play would
2: be a saver here, wouldn't it? It would
1: be very welcomed. 1-0 count on Heaton. Siebert with the pitch. Strike called, and it's one and one. Siebert again checks the runner at first, goes over there with a pitch or with a throw. I don't think that runner was two steps off
2: the bag, three steps that about where he was?
1: One ball, one strike, one out. The runner goes, they'll throw to second for that ball gets away. Now the runner from third comes home and that is gonna be not in time either. So a double steal as they threw to first, through to second to try to get Barron's and he steals that base. And at that time, Lipscomb then came home, stealing home, and that makes it four to or four to one as Belmont has scored three runs in the inning. And there was no error charged on that play, yeah. so it was a it was a it was a stolen base. So that is an earned run, as well as all of them. Yeah, I, I'm,
2: I'm not sure that I would necessarily agree. I don't think that runner at, uh, at third had started before the ball got away.
1: Now they've called a balk. Oh. And Barons will go to third. And he is there with one out, three runs in in the fourth and a 2-2 count on Heaton's called third strike and a big second out that the Raiders needed badly
5: Uh, called strike three that'll be the
1: first strikeout for Siebert and that'll bring Logan Jarvis up with two outs in the home half of inning number four Has he got a ski mask on, Chip? Uh, Looks kind of like it, doesn't? it? Because I noticed he, he was he was pretty well covered up <laughs> earlier. Yeah. He may have that may be one that you he, that's even covers the top of his head and his ears and yeah. The only thing showing is his eyeballs. Right. One strike pitch to Jarvis. Misses and it's one ball, one strike. Game times for baseball this weekend, 10 a.m., Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 10 a.m. Central Time down in Conway, South Carolina, home of Coastal Carolina. 1-1 pitch is a strike, and it's 1-2. And, and Siebert desperately trying to get out of this inning. So is the team staying in Conway or in Myrtle Beach? They're staying in Myrtle. Ah
2: just be sure to allow plenty of time for that uh that trip across from myrtle to
1: conway about 20 25 minutes (laughs) one two pitch misses and they look to check to third spears wanted to see if the batter had gone around i don't think he had no and it's all even at two two and two that 25 minute drive
2: uh in season can get closer to two hours (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, that main drag in Conway is, once you get off the, the freeway there, yep. it can get clogged up. 2-2 delivery, bouncing ball to the right side. It'll be taken by Mabry. The throw to first is in time, but it took a great backhand by Bryson Thomas to dig it out. And the Raiders finally get out of the fourth inning.
5: In the inning, there
1: were three runs on four hits and there was one man left on base. We head to the top of inning number five, and it's Belmont four, Middle Tennessee one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
7: The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post.
12: Out here, we charge into the heartland with Mountain Dew. Out here, there's no rush hour, just the rush of flying wide open on glassy water at 5 a.m. with your first dew in hand. And there's no spin class, just bright green spinner bait that ironically matches your second dew. Out here, we don't just play big buck hunt, we hunt actual big bucks. And out here, the best road is off-road, and the color of your truck is mud. Out here, it's dew.
0: You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS. WGNS.
1: Belmont, top of the fifth inning here at Rose Park in Nashville. Luke Vinson will lead it off for Middle Tennessee. And the Raiders need some base runners right now. Trailing by three in the top of the fifth. Vinson, one for one today. Hitting 3-12 on the young season. And Lane Lamberth back out there, and a bunt down the third base side. The throw to first is going to be just mm. in time to get Luke Vinson. It's going to be 5-3 on the putout for out number one. Vincent laid down a really, really good bunt. It was, and uh, that was a call
2: that uh, first base umpire Randy Hunley took his time making.
1: That'll bring up JT Mabry. Mabry 0 for 2, takes a strike.
2: Raiders have had base runners. They've uh, got seven hits, a couple of walks.
1: Ground ball to the right side. It'll be taken there by the first baseman, Heaton, and will get Mabry 3 unassisted.
5: First out number four, Fausto So two Lopez. quick
1: outs and Fausto Lopez is the hitter. Lopez 0 for one with a walk. And still we haven't seen any other action in the Blue Raider bullpen. Nothing going Nothing going for Belmont
2: either. That you can tell that is a hard bullpen to see into.
1: First pitch to Lopez. <laughs> Misses for ball 1. All right, so my weather app says 34 degrees and snow for the next hour. <laughs> huh. Well, we'll see. Great day for baseball. 20 <laughs> pitch. Misses and it's 3 and 0. Game being played here at Rose Park, which is a Metro Park, very nice, and uh, has been a good home. As a strike is called on Lopez to make it three-one, well, they've been here ten years. Yeah, about that. Uh, they, prior to that, they played down at Greer Stadium. They, they played at Greer Stadium, and prior to that, played at Shelby Park. Some ground ball to short. It'll be taken there and out. So a 6-3 put out bottom path on 12 south, just a few
5: sets from Belmont University us for trivia on Tuesday night. that'll be
1: it for Middle Tennessee in the inning no runs hits or errors nobody left we go to the bottom of inning number
5: five four1 Belmont
1: on
4: the Blue- Raider network from Learfield.
0: The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna.
1: It was a very quick top of inning number four as we head to the, or an inning number five as we go to the bottom of the fifth. Let's pause for station identification. You're listening to Blue Raider Baseball from Learfield.
0: The flagship station for Blue Raider sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro,
1: Smyrna. The Blue Raiders
0: play here.
1: And the Blue Raiders playing here in Nashville at Rose Park against Belmont. The Bruins with a 4-1 to lead. Carson Shacklett, Jackson Campbell, and Jack Capabianco scheduled hitters for Belmont. And there is some stirring down in the yeah, that's, uh, Blue Raider bullpen. Umpires were
2: kind of holding things up while... The bull uh, the
1: bullpen was
2: occupied. Yeah, you got to you, you got to go through the field of play to get into the uh, Blue have, Raider bullpen out in left field. Yeah,
1: you have to cross that that little corner of the field out there. One zero pitch uh, misses. It's two and zero to Carson Shacklett. Trent Siebert has gone an inning and a third. Now in his second full inning of work. Strike taken there by Shacklett, and it's two and one. Had some bad luck uh,
2: there in the uh, fourth inning. Uh,
1: It wasn't like they were hitting him hard. Swing and a miss there, and it's two balls and two strikes on Shacklett. And a couple of times in that fourth inning, it was the old business about the game of inches. So close on a play that Lopez nearly made a great stab on a ball. There's one that's popped up on the infield and Shacklett is out on a ball caught by Coker. Just a little pop up to the left side.
2: That
1: barely got above uh, eye level. Now Jackson Campbell, the catcher who is 0 for 2 today.
2: Yeah, I was but thinking about the one, the play you were talking about with Lopez, and uh, Mabry had a play that
1: – Very similar. Yeah. Swing and a miss.
2: Six inches closer, and uh, that's an out.
1: One strike delivery and an off speed there is one and one as it stayed high. Bob Jamison will have the call of the games in Conway, South Carolina on – starting Friday morning against, there's a ball first hit to left field, hit hard. That's to the wall. That's gonna go all the way to the warning track, picked up there and that's a double for Jackson Campbell. Now that baseball was hit hard. Yes, that was hit a ton. And for Siebert, that is... Bounced off the wall in the power alley at
2: uh, the, just below the 375 marker.
1: Yep. Fourth hit. Given up by Siebert. But uh, runner at second now. And Capabianco, the second baseman, to the plate. Takes a breaking pitch in for a strike. And it's 0-1. Bianco singled and scored in that three-run fourth inning. Matter of fact, he got it all started. Jackson Campbell out there dancing. Trying to draw the attention of Trent Siebert, and he succeeded. To the plate, that one stays high and count even up now to Capobianco. That was
2: uh, a breaking ball that stayed up. Chip, it's got to be really, really tough to throw a breaking ball on a day like today. <laughs> you know, you're talking about a pitch that uh, is all feel. And yeah. if you can't feel the baseball because your fingers are frozen.
1: Yeah. So you don't know whether you're going to get break on it or not. Right. One ball, one strike, one out, runner at second. Fouled away, and it's one and two. But mentioned that uh, the opening game in Conway is against the Fighting Illini of Illinois. And for uh, our, our own Bob Jamison, he will be with the call, the longtime voice of the Nashville Sounds, and then the California Angels. He... Uh, he has a graduate degree, I think, from Illinois. Really? Yes. There was ball in the dirt, and the count goes to two and two. Was that to set up his accounting career? I think that is correct. Mm. His uh, undergrad degree was from Milliken. Two and two. On Cappabianco, and the pitch by Siebert in the dirt, but boxed up nicely. Yeah by spears and And it's it's three and two that's a baseball that
2: could have very easily have gotten through and
1: slid all the the way yeah yeah, and and bounced around because you don't have a lot of room behind the plate to the screen and that one could have ping-ponged around back here three two pitch coming to capabianco and that ball is fouled away down the right side that's about as much room behind the plate as we head down uh,
2: the street at Greer Stadium.
1: That's about right, because for minor league parks, that was a very tight, yeah. park in particular.
2: I was there the night that Rick and Keel set a record for most walks and wild pitches.
1: Well, that's not in one I would have wanted to. That's not one I would have wanted to see. <laughs> oh, it was all ground ball to the right side, taken there by Thomas, and he'll throw to the pitcher covering who dropped the ball. Oh. God. Siebert dropped it. Looked like a good throw from Thomas. So who do you give the error to? I think they're going to – I mean, if it were me, I would have to give it to the pitcher Siebert.
5: I thought he got a good throw, didn't you? Yeah,
1: I it. It looked good to me. Let me see if I can find out. So he, he won. won. Yep. Second error of the day for Middle Tennessee. Runner moves up to third, still just one out in the inning. And here comes Jerry Myers. Now, uh, Thomas looked like he was trying to make
2: the play himself.
1: So he is calling for a right-hander. We're going to have a pitching change. Middle Tennessee bringing in a pitcher from the bullpen with one out here in the top or in the bottom, rather, of inning number five. Grayson Taylor will be the scheduled batter. We'll find out who the new pitcher is going to be and give you that information. But right now, we'll take a quick timeout as you listen to Blue Rider baseball from Learfield.
0: the flagship station for Blue Raider sports, WGNS.
1: Back in Nashville, the Blue Raiders have a new pitcher, and it's Jack Julian, a right-hander. And John, get us up to date there. All right, as soon as I find it. <laughs> uh,
5: he pitched
2: uh, last weekend. He uh, had uh, one appearance through... Uh, Let me find myself here. All right. He uh, went three innings, uh, gave up four hits, four runs, all earned, uh, four walks, one strikeout. And right now it's uh, a a 12.00 ERA. I don't think that'll last long,
1: I hope. Yeah, he started started the Saturday game against St. John's. Right. Went three innings and... uh, Gave up four runs. You're talking about the competition last weekend with UNC Wilmington and St. John's. Listening to the broadcast, I did not realize. I knew St. John's had been a powerhouse in the Northeast. Yeah. Did not realize they had been to 37 College World Series. Yeah, that's That's a a ton.
2: And when you think of uh, how many people that have never been to one that have good programs.
1: That's correct. Grayson Taylor is the batter. He'll be the first batter that Julian faces. The right-hander delivers and pitches low and outside for ball one. Runners at first and third. Campbell at third. Kappa Bianco at first. 4-1 game, and you want to hold them right here. That one's in for a strike. One ball, one strike. We talked about the, the tight confines here at Rose Park, and and that, uh, that mound actually looks closer than 60 feet 6 inches just from from this vantage point where we are. Yeah. 1-1 one, one delivery, swing and a miss at a high fastball, and Grayson Taylor had ideas of extending the lead right there. He took a, a mighty, mighty swing of that ball. One ball and two strikes on Taylor. Big pitch for Julian. That one just misses and it's two and two. Campbell at third, Capabianco at first. And a two-two count on Taylor. Julian with the delivery. Ground ball to short. It'll be taken by Lopez. He'll go to second for one and to first not in time. And a run will score to make it 5-1. to one. Campbell scores as the Raiders tried to pick up two. That'll be a fielder's choice. 6-4 to four
5: for the second out of the inning.
1: That run will be charged to Siebert and uh,
2: Taylor and that is an unearned run Taylor will uh, belong to uh, Siebert as well
1: that'll bring up Austin Aaron EHREN first pitch is low for ball one And because Capabianco reached on an error, anything scored after this is also unearned. Ground ball foul over by the Blue Raider dugout. Five to one game.
2: It's tough not making that play on the ball at first base.
1: 1 1 delivery in for a strike, and it's a ball in two strikes with two outs. This game is official with Belmont having the lead in the bottom of the fifth inning. And we keep checking the radar, expecting some precipitation at some point. Here's a ground ball or a fly ball to the right side. Well, now, wait a minute. We got an interference call there? I think
2: that's what we got.
1: Got a catcher's interference call and that's going to put Aaron on.
5: (laughs) Well, that's one you don't see that often.
1: So an interference call puts Aaron on at first. It's first and second with two outs. And that will take us back to the top of the order, and Guy Lipscomb is the batter. Flurry starting in 18
2: minutes is what it uh, (laughs) says. That's what it tells you. With uh, heavy snow coming in 32 minutes. Nothing like uh, having snow come at rush hour, huh?
1: Well, looking at my radar, it looks like now that we're going to get solid precipitation and not rain. Here's a ball that gets away, and nobody can advance. So two balls and no strikes on Lipscomb. Chip, that radar is nasty looking. There's a ground ball to the right side, taken by Thomas Hill, take it himself and the Blue Raiders get out of trouble without any more damage here in the fifth. In the inning,
5: there was a run on One hit, and there was one error,
1: and one man left on base. So as we go to the sixth, it's now Belmont 5, Middle Tennessee 1. You're listening to Blue Raider Baseball from Learfield.
0: The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS.
1: Top of the sixth inning here in Nashville. Ethan Harden is the new pitcher for Belmont. Harden, six feet, 175, a freshman out of Battleground Academy in Franklin. And. He'll be facing the 3, 4, and 5 hitters for Middle Tennessee. There's a ball hit in the air to the left side. That wind continues to look to be picking up. Yeah, definitely. And We're kind of on a hilltop here at Rose Park and it gives us a a pretty decent view. The visibility (laughs) out that way is not great. There's a ball hit in the air. Popped up by Morgan and it will be caught by the third baseman Jarvis. So a pop-up to the five for one out. That'll bring up third baseman Brett Coker. So that the flurries and followed by heavier snow is almost here to Nashville. It looks like Murfreesboro is going to be in the green, which is rain. Well,
2: it's been drizzling since this morning, so yep. ball popped what else back is to new, right? Yep,
1: right, straight back to the screen by Coker. It's 0-1, that's correct. Two strike pitch coming and swing oh. at a high fastball by Coker, and down he goes. Uh, that was one of those baseballs up in his eyes. Looks like a beach ball, and there is absolutely no way that you can connect with it. Then uh, he just went right up the ladder on him. Now, Tatsunori Nagishi has been a bright spot in the Blue Raider offensive lineup today with two hits. Scored the Blue Raiders' only run, but he takes a strike. Get your final line on Lane Lamberth here in a moment. Ground ball nubbed towards second to Gishi down the line, but they'll get him on a 4-3 putout. Got down the line in a hurry, but a quick one, two, three for middle in the top of the six. No runs, hits, or errors. Nobody left. We go to the bottom of the six. It's still Belmont five, Middle Tennessee one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
15: The
0: Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro Smyrna.
1: We head to the bottom of the sixth today at Rose Park in Nashville, Middle Tennessee, and Belmont. And
5: number one, John Barons.
1: John Barons, the right fielder, will lead it off for the Bruins taking on. Jack Julian, who is the Blue Raiders' third pitcher. And the first pitch is high and outside for a ball. One ball, no strikes. Second pitch is a ground ball foul toward the Belmont dugout. Not a ton of folks here today, but the ones that are are Completely wrapped up in jackets, blankets, hats, scarves, gloves. Whatever they can find warm they're using. 1-1 pitch, bounced foul. Back behind the plate. Barron's had a single, stole a base his last time up. 1-3 for three on the day and a 1-2 pitch coming to him here. That one stays high, and it's two and two. Julian ready. That one's outside. Three balls and two strikes. That one is out of the zone and a walk for Barron's.
5: That's the first walk
1: given up by Julian. And the third walk for Blue Raider pitching. That'll bring up Brady Heaton. Heaton has scored a run today. One for three, doubled and scored in the first. Heaton swung and struck out in the third and was called out on strikes in the fourth. They throw over to first and Barron's is back in, in time. There's a ball hit hard past third and gets into the outfield. That'll be held up for a single as Galloway came in and it just got by. A diving Brett Coker. So the first two base runners are on here in the sixth inning. And that hit is the 10th of the game for Belmont and the first off of Julian. The catcher's interference in the fifth inning, that does go down as an E2. The Blue Raiders have... Three errors on their side of the ledger this afternoon. But first and second and no outs here in the sixth. Julian's pitch bounced straight up and behind the home plate umpire. So it's 0-1 on Logan Jarvis. Final numbers on Lamberth. He went three innings. Giving up two hits, no runs, no walks, and a strikeout. There's a swing and a miss, and Jarvis in an 0-2 hole. Just a brutally cold day here in Nashville and snow on the way, according to the radar. Two strikes on Jarvis. And the pitch is in there and a swing and a miss for a strike. Down goes Jarvis. And for Jack Julian,
5: his first strikeout.
1: Carson Shacklet the designated hitter comes to the plate with one out, and runners at first and second. I think the flurries, they're getting close if they haven't gotten here already. Shacklet on the day, two hits. Two for three, popped up his last time up. Has a single and a double, and here swings and misses for strike one. 5-1 Belmont, bottom of inning number six. Five runs on ten hits for Belmont, a run on seven hits for the Blue Raiders. That one outside, it's one and one. One ball, one strike pitch for Julian. Right back to the screen, fouled straight back. So it's one and two. One ball and two strikes on Shacklett. They'll try to tease the runner down at second. Fausto Lopez walked in behind him. Now they reset here to the plate. That one stayed outside. The ball comes out of the catcher's hands. Both runners advance as they were stealing, and Spears could just not get a handle on it, and the runners move up to second and third. So stolen bases there.
2: it that That's a case where you're just not feeling the baseball.
1: Right. But Belmont has kept the pressure on and with a five to one lead, have runners at second and third and one out here in the sixth inning. And a two-two count on Shacklett. And the pitch to the plate just outside and it goes three and two. Three balls and two strikes on Shacklett. Jack Julian to the plate and ball four will load him up. That's gonna be the fourth walk of the day for Blue Raider pitching, the second for Jack Julian. So first, second, and third now with one out. And that'll bring up Jackson Campbell, the catcher. So just one out in the inning and another major threat for Belmont. Already up five to one. First pitch to the plate up in his eyes, and it is 1-0. So you were outside. Is it as brutal as it appears? Yes, every bit of it.
2: I might uh, thaw it a little bit.
1: <laughs> Day after tomorrow. There's oh, one that, that d- gets by, and yeah. nobody can advance. That one was in the dirt and got by the catcher, Spears, but not far enough away for anybody to try to move up. You've got Barron's at third, Heaton at second, Shacklett at first, and just one out in the inning and a 2-0 count on Campbell. That's why there weren't more wild
2: pitches that night down at Greer Stadium with Rick Keel. There just wasn't any place to go.
1: 2-0. That one's upstairs. And it's three and zero. And there is nowhere to put Campbell. Three zero delivery ball four. That's going to walk mm. in a run.
5: Perry, RBI
1: for uh, Campbell. RBI for Campbell and a second walk in the inning. Or is that the third walk in the inning? You're correct. That is the third walk of the innings. That gets a mound visit. Yep, Jerry Myers coming to the mound. Nobody (coughs) warming up. Or or was there somebody? Yep, there was. (coughs) So time out on the field as we have a pitching change and we'll get you the new Blue Raider pitcher when we return. You're listening to Blue Raider Baseball from Learfield.
10: At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at getsthealthcare.com.
0: The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio
1: WGNS. Back in Nashville, there's another Blue Raider pitcher, the fourth of the day. That is Dustin Sprong. Sprong is a right-hander. 6'3", 175, from Morgantown, Indiana. Transfer from Howard College. And...
2: Making his Blue
1: Raider debut. Bases are still loaded. One batter has been walked home. And Jack Capabianco, the second baseman, is the scheduled hitter for Belmont. With the bases full of Bruins. Night falling on the city of Nashville, and just getting a little, little colder, and that breeze still continuing to blow from the north, coming in from left center, right toward the plate. So everybody set. Warm-up pitches are complete for for Sprong. And Cappa Bianco, the batter, takes a ball, and it's one and zero. One ball and no strikes. <coughs> Sprung with a pitch, foul back. It's one and one.
2: umpire walks back picks up that baseball looks it over and puts it back in his ball bag
1: no damage apparently one ball one strike there's a slow roller to to the right side they'll throw to sprong who will well did they say it was foul everybody's
2: apparently so everybody is retreating retreating and
1: So the batter still Capabianco and the count is one ball and two strikes with one out in the inning. Bases are still loaded for Belmont and the Bruins still lead six to one. The pitch to Capabianco in the dirt and saved by Spears. It's two and two. Only one double
2: play so far in this ball game and it was turned by Belmont.
1: It'd be a good time for the Raider defense to turn one here. 2-2 pitch, swing and a miss and down he goes. Capabianco strikes out and Dustin Sprong has
5: stop, the ability
1: to say that he struck out his first ever batter in college. Oh, in Division One. In Division One, that's correct. Because he did, he was playing elsewhere. But down on strikes goes Capabianco for the second out of the inning, and that'll bring up shortstop Grayson Taylor. Still, bases loaded, Taylor. That one gets away, but it's off the foot of Spears. He thought it went to the right. Instead, it went to the left but was able to chase it down. He got some good guidance from either the dugout or from Sprong.
2: Sprong did a good job of getting in quickly. He, uh, he understood what was going on. That's what he's got to do.
1: Yeah, you've got to get in to help your catcher right there. 1-0 delivery in the dirt again. And after...
2: Whatever he's throwing is giving Spears a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah. He struck out Capabianco and and again, Spears is having a hard time getting it boxed up. 2-0 there is outside. It's 3-0. and
2: Looks like he's throwing mostly fastballs. That, uh, is that the way you're reading it, Chip?
1: That's what it looks like to me. He hasn't come with anything breaking unless... It was a slider. But a 3 0 count on Taylor. Into the plate there. Not going to. Oh. Another walk and another run. That run will be charged to Julian. Yep. It's now 8 to 1 and three walks in the last four batters. All umpire. the runs are all the runs are earned this inning.
2: Home um, plate umpire uh, having words with the Blue Raider
1: dugout yet again. In this inning, you've had one, two, three, four walks and two hit four walks and a hit and two strikeouts. That's correct. The batter now is Austin Aaron.
2: 7-1 Belmont. So that means that Heaton's the only uh,
1: batter that's put the ball in play. In this inning, that's correct. Wow. There's a ball hit foul. One ball and no strikes on Aaron, who is 0-1. Now, he's got quite a line here. He oh. reached on a fielder's choice and then reached on a catcher's interference. And in between that, well, actually, he's 0-for-0 0 0 because he's got a sacrifice in there. 1-1 pitches outside, sailed away, and Sprong has had his catcher Spears bouncing around back there trying to corral things. Whatever he's throwing must have some movement on it. Two balls, one strike on Austin Aarons and the pitch here. Strike called at the knees. That was a breaking pitch of some sort. Yeah, that's the first one I've seen. Deuces wild again here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Two-two count with two outs. Need to get out of the inning right here. The pitch, swing and a foul will stay alive. Little inside out
2: swing. Sent that ball over towards the first base dugout.
1: Base is still loaded. Shacklett now at third. Campbell now at second. Taylor at first. 2-2 delivery outside. Did he go around? No. no. And it's three two. Play
2: that one
1: uh, when that might have been a slider. Players trying to keep themselves loose and warm on the field. Shoot. I'm not sure that's possible tonight. Mm-mm. pitch coming to Aarons down the third baseline, and it's going to be an unassisted (laughs) play at third by Brett Coker on a fielder's choice as he was able to get Campbell out on a five unassisted for the third out of the inning. And in the inning for Belmont, they scored two runs on one hit. There were three men left and there were no errors. We head on to the top of the seventh. 7-1 Belmont on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
6: Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school, or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities.
2: Seventeen.
0: Okay.
1: Caleb Geiswhite, the Nick Belmont first pitch for Middle Tennessee is a fly ball to right, and Galloway is out. Number seventeen, Caleb Geiswhite, right-handed pitcher from Greenbrier, played at White House Heritage High School. So an F-9 for Galloway for the first out. That'll bring up Mason Spears. First pitch to Spears is inside and low for ball one. Spears will sleep good tonight. He's he's had to work today, 1-0 pitch. That one's high and outside from Geisweit. 2 0 pitch misses the final numbers on Harden. He goes an inning. And it's one, two, three, wasn't it? Yep, that was it. Nothing, nothing one more. Strikeout. One strikeout. One strikeout, yes. Count goes to three and one on Spears, and Geis White with the pitch. Foul back, and it's three and two. Guyswipe becomes the fourth pitcher used by Dave Jarvis today. 3 2 delivery, and they're going to say it hit him. And Mason Spears. Oh, that can't
2: be pleasant. Yeah. Looks like he'd got him on the hand. Yeah, it, it,
5: well, Murphy's <laughs> Law would say that it probably Boston did on
1: a cold day like today. So the first hit batter of the day. So a base runner with one out. And Bryson Thomas to the plate. We're gonna have a pinch runner. Yep. Number 40.
5: The first day well, you might have be. heard Jim
1: Toman in the background.
5: Jared, He's
1: just talking with the home plate umpire. He says, every time I try to do something, you argue with me. And he said, I was just trying to get a pinch runner in the game. Jared Vito is the pinch runner. And Austin Ball is the pinch hitter. Ball swings and misses. So a runner on. And the count 0 and 2 on Ball ball is a big cat. 6'4", 235, a junior from Palmyra, Pennsylvania. There he goes down on strikes, swings and misses on three pitches. And they're two away in the seventh. And that will bring up Luke Vinson. So the pinch hitter, Vitito, Freshman from Gallatin, played at Davidson Academy. Good. Vincent. First pitch is a ball. One-o delivery coming. Swing and a miss there. One ball, one strike on Vinson with two out in the inning. Geis-White to the plate, swing and a foul. So there's, just saw that there's a, uh, the basketball courts at Murphy Center will be redesigned for next season. Really? And you can... uh, Put in your own design. There's a contest that runs through March 20th. You can go to goblueraiders.com to find out more about that. Bouncing ball to the right side.
2: So, is it going to be a new floor? Or is
1: probably just new paint job. The new okay. the floor was changed not that long ago.
2: Yeah, I was thinking that was fairly new.
1: The yeah, the actual wood. but next year will be the 50th anniversary year of Murphy Center. Call strike three on Vincent. He goes down for the third out of the inning. In the inning, no runs or hits. One man left and no errors. It's seventh inning stretch time at Rose Park. We'll take a timeout back for the bottom of the seventh after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: You're listening to MTSU Sports on WGNS.
1: Bottom of the seventh here in Nashville and the entire between innings has been a conversation involved with the umpires and Coach Jim Toman and someone in the blue raider dugout has gotten under the skin of uh. one of the umpires raiders make a change at catcher as it is uh, you had a pinch runner when mason spears reached base so the new catcher is briggs rudder and a new first
2: baseman And that is... Austin Ball, uh, did he stay in? No, he did not. Uh, Zach, uh, let's see, uh, Jacob Williams, Jacob Williams.
1: He replaces Bryson Thomas. Rudder in. Any more changes? Toman's got his clipboard out there and seeing precipitation on the window.
2: Uh, We do have a new second baseman, KB Peralta.
1: So if that's going to be a straight change there. Did you see? He is uh, 41. Ah, there he is. 41 KB Peralta. Bottom of the seventh for Belmont. They lead 7-1, to one, and it's the top of the order. Guy Lipscomb and Sprong in his second inning of work. Had a pitch sale on him there. And the 2-0 misses badly. It's 3-0. And we have a change in left field as well.
2: That's uh, Brian Dillingham now.
1: 3 0 pitch misses and Lipscomb walks on four straight pitches.
5: Right fielder number one, John Barron.
1: And that'll bring up John Barron's, the right fielder. So Sprong with his second walk since coming into the ballgame. Runner goes, and the throw down to second, not in time. So, runner at second now with no outs, and a one-strike count on Barron's.
2: Well, on a day like today, you got somebody that can run you got a new catcher. You want to find out whether or not that uh,
1: he's warm enough to make the throw. Pitch fouled away by Barons, and it's zero and two.
2: And my guess is uh, Briggs Rudder was not thinking about having a catch today.
1: I would say that's probably right. Two strike count on Barons and a fake toss to second base. (laughs) That was a real fake, fake toss. Sprong. Runner takes a big lead. That pitch missed, high and outside. Ball one, it's one and two. (laughs) Sprong checks the runner comes home and the runner goes. The ball hit high in the air towards center field. Vincent ranges over; he'll make the catch for out number one, and Lipscomb will retreat back to second. He was all the way all the way to third base. Yeah, he was. First base
5: number thirty-three. 40.
1: So one out. The bottom of the seventh. Blue Raiders have. Six more outs to try to get some runs, but they've got to get Belmont's bats cooled off on this cold, cold day. There's one that gets away. Runner will move up. That'd be a wild pitch. A wild pitch by Sprong. Puts the runner at third with one out again the Blue Raiders will be heading out from campus about six thirty in the morning to catch a flight to Myrtle Beach or I am guessing it will be a bit warmer than it is here tonight <laughs> just I'm no meteorologist but I know things
2: well and, I can tell you that uh, just down the road from Myrtle Beach, it's 66 in Charleston
1: as we speak. 1-1 one, one pitch here, and again, Rudder has to go flying for the ball. And 66 would be almost tropical compared to this, wouldn't it? That's correct. <laughs> A mere 30 degree, 35 degrees more than what we're experiencing <laughs> right now. But come on out to Murphy Center tomorrow night. It'll be nice and warm for the Blue Raiders. And... The Marshall Thundering Herd middle trying to get win number 21 tomorrow night. That's another pitch way outside and Sprong has had the catchers bouncing around everywhere back there. And Big Bradley Heaton at the plate. 3-1, and a strike called. It's 3-2. This
2: has been a fun Blue Raider basketball team to watch, Chip. You've seen them every day, but uh, from the stands, I can tell you, I, I enjoy watching them.
1: There's a pitch outside and another walk. This will put Heaton on.
5: And it remains...
1: Runners at first and third. And that is going to be the third walk and the eighth walk of the day for Blue Raider pitching.
2: Which is, uh, you think about the first four or five innings, and uh, walks were few and far between. And we're going to have a new
1: pitcher. Yeah, Jerry Myers coming out with a purpose. And a pitching change to be made. We'll take the break here and be back to tell you who it is in just a moment. From Nashville, you're listening to the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: The Blue Raiders play here, WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna.
1: Braden Jones, the new pitcher for Middle Tennessee, the fifth of the day. Jones, a right-hander, 6'4", 180 sophomore from Knoxville, Tennessee, played at South Doyle High School in While he continues his warm-ups, let's pause for stations to identify themselves
5: on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
1: The
0: flagship station for Blue Raider sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here.
1: Chip Walters, John Callow with you from Rose Park in Nashville. Middle Tennessee trailing 7-1. to one. The Blue Raiders scored their only run back in the seventh, and they've really not done much anything offensively since then. But Belmont has peppered. They have scored in one, two, three, four different innings, and we're here in the seventh with the runner in scoring position. So only the second and third innings have been clean for the Blue Raider defense. But Braden Jones, ready for his first pitch and it's low for a ball. Well, you
2: hate giving up those runs that
1: they didn't earn. Lipscomb at third and Heaton at first. The batter is Logan Jarvis and the pitch to him is in for a strike and it's one and one. Jarvis is 0-for-3 with a walk today. Struck out his last time up. He walked back in the first. 1-1 delivery Oh, there you go! In there for a strike, a curveball, and that one—what he did with his hand there—you you never saw the ball until it was coming out. Yeah. One, two, delivery. Again, bouncing ball here. It'll be taken by Lopez, no and play. no, no play anywhere. Run wow. scores. You had the third baseman Coker coming across. He couldn't get to it. Lopez then had the ball, but it was such a slow roller that nobody had a chance to make a play. But Lipscomb will score. Heaton will go to second and another infield hit for Belmont to make it eight to one. That run will be charged to Sprong. And Jones gives up his first hit. The batter now is Shacklett, and he takes a ball. Some more action heading out to the Blue Raider bullpen. One ball and no strikes Mm. inside for ball two. That looked like a pretty good pitch to me, Chip. Blue Raiders have thrown 179 pitches to this point. That was number 180. It also missed. It was a ball. 180 pitches for middle, and Belmont pitching has thrown 97. I was
2: just going to say, this guy at in a ball game, 190 ought to be the total for both teams, and that would still be
1: too many. 3-0 misses, and on four pitches, that'll load them up again. Shacklet walks, and that will be the it, three, five, six, seven, eight. That's the ninth walk for Blue Raider pitching today. Eleven hits, nine walks. So twenty have it gotten on base. Well, there was also that catcher's interference. Right, you got yeah, you got two errors or three errors. Jackson Campbell is the batter. He doubled and scored back in the fifth. Walked to drive in a run in the sixth. Here's a ground ball to the left side. It's going to get through for at least one run. They'll hold him up there at third. Scoring is Heaton. Going to second or going to third rather is Jarvis. Going to second is Shacklett, and Campbell is on
5: with a base hit.
1: So two hits in the inning, two runs have scored, and it's now nine to one. Jack Cappabianco. Blue Raiders have the infielders in at the corners. First pitch to Capobianco, misses for a ball. They're moving the first baseman back. Still Coker is in halfway at third. And a new round of
2: precept on the
1: window there. Yep. The 1-0 pitch misses. It's 2-0.
2: and this is harder than it was a few minutes ago.
1: Yes, just by counting the spots on the window, you can tell that for sure. 2-0 in there for a strike, and it's 2-1. and one. It's Miserable weather and been kind of a miserable game for the Blue Raiders as yeah. they have seen themselves walk nine batters, give up 12 hits, Here's a swing and a miss. Strike two, it's two and two. Well, it was a
2: tie ball game, 1-1 one, one after three innings, but then uh, over the fourth, fifth, and sixth, uh, Belmont has scored six runs in those three innings alone. Kind of cracked this thing open.
1: 2-2 to Capabianco. sliced foul down the left side nine to one belmont with the lead two balls two strikes and braden jones takes a long time getting the sign now the pitch to the plate swing and a missing down Goes Capabianco on a strikeout. First for Jones. Sixth for Blue Raider pitching. And there are two outs in the seventh.
2: They've got a heater going over in the uh, Belmont. Dugout.
1: There's one down in the Blue Raider dugout as well, one of those jet heaters.
2: Yeah, that's what's going on over there.
1: First pitch to Taylor is inside for ball one. It's one and zero. Oh. Jones comes and strike call there. He hides the ball. Yep. Does a good job with that. One ball, one strike. And the pitch to him just inside. Kind of three quarters on his delivery. Taylor has two hits today, had one in the second, one in the fourth. He also scored in the fourth. He is two for three with a walk. Had a reached on a fielder's choice in the fifth. 2-1 delivery here, slice down the right side. That's gonna get in for extra bases. That's gonna score at least two runs. The throw to second is not gonna be in time and it's now 11-1. A two-run double for Grayson Taylor. And it'll be runners at second and third. So two more runs score. They have put four across here in the seventh inning. And another hit as well. And we know the answer to one of your questions earlier, John. We're not playing 10-run rule. We're not playing 10-run rule tonight, apparently. 11-1 to Belmont with two outs in the bottom of the seventh. And Jones pitching to Aaron. Misses for ball one. Bouncing ball to the left side. Coker gloves, throws, and in time, and Belmont sends nine men to the plate in the seventh inning and score four more runs in the inning. It is four runs on one, two, three hits, and there were two men left on base. We head to the top of the eighth, eleven to one. Belmont leading Middle Tennessee on the Blue Raider network from Learfield.
0: The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS.
1: Welcome back to Nashville, and the skies have opened up. And it is raining pretty hard right now. Dusty Baird is the new pitcher, 6'8, 220 grad student from Indianapolis. Indiana, a transfer from Brown University, but the game continues. It's it's raining pretty hard. It is. Rain is not really an issue with this turf. It is a synthetic field. Middle Tennessee KB KB Peralta leads off for the Blue Raiders Peralta subbed in and was playing second base First, First pitch a strike the O1 pitch Misses, it's one and one. Chip, the rain is set in and
2: uh not supposed to let up until oh mid morning tomorrow. Or actually uh early afternoon tomorrow. That's great. <laughs> it's a good day to get on the on an airplane to
1: South Carolina tomorrow. Or, or anywhere warm. Yeah one one pitch misses and it's two and one well I mean they can't keep the baseball dry now no no this is brutal
2: I guess you can't call for the tarp since they haven't got one.
1: <laughs> it's correct. <laughs> is low, and it's three and one. I mean, conditions have really deteriorated here in the last little bit. This is just not fair to either team. 3-1 is a strike, and it's three and two. I mean, it always looks, when you look into the lights and see the rain, it always looks worse than it is, but it's coming down really hard now. Bouncing ball up the middle, be taken by the shortstop. He'll throw to first for out number one. So Peralta is out six to three for the first out, and... Sci- we'll scientifically,
5: scientifically
1: I'm not sure how it's raining and not snowing <laughs>
2: <laughs> What does your radar say
1: Radar says it's snowing <laughs> but we must be right on that edge We must be <laughs> Fausto Lopez is the batter and takes a ball. It's 1-0. and 1-0 pitch to Lopez is in there for a strike. So one ball, one strike, one out. Top of the eighth. In an 11-1 game, Belmont with the good side of that. There's a pitch that misses. It's two and one. Dusty Baird. He's a big cat, six foot eight. Two one pitch. Misses. It's three and one and they are throwing baseballs out of this game left and right. If it hits the ground, he's throwing it out. 3-1 delivery, misses, ball four, and Lopez is on. That's only the second walk given up by (coughs) Belmont pitching today, and that'll bring up designated hitter Wyatt Morgan. Yeah, there's a big yeah,
2: difference in this ball game. Wyatt They've uh, walked two, hit one, and we've walked, what, nine? Yes. And we'll have a pinch runner. It's
1: number 45. For middle, that is Easton Pick Snyder. Easton Snyder.
5: Number 45, Easton Snyder.
1: Freshman from Franklin went to Page High School. So Snyder, the pinch runner. The batter is Morgan. One out top of the eighth. Strike called. And more traffic heading out toward the bullpen. Strike call there and it's 0-2. You know, in 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 this these conditions, I'm not sure what you get done that's productive. I don't know. And you're talking about one of the ways you can tell how hard it's raining is look down here in the uh in, on the little on the on deck circle. Yep. Where it's bouncing, you can see the you can see the water bouncing off of that and Water starting to stand on it because it's just a flat piece of plastic or something. Ball and two strikes on Morgan.
2: Foul back to the screen. I hope a catcher doesn't have to go. Uh, I was, well, I thought the guy was going to come pick that thing up. You know, I I was about to say, I hope the catcher doesn't have to go back there and. Try and make a play in that area because that thing... There's one on each side. Yeah, so. th- those things turn slippery in a hurry. And they come up,
1: so they probably ought to be taken up. 1-2 pitch. Oh. Fouled back in that. Got a piece of the catcher. And got a... He's going to try and walk it off. Yeah, Campbell, I mean, he... It didn't just nick him. No, no, he is. uh, So Dave Jarvis comes out to talk to his catcher, Morgan, at the plate, and we can hear the rain coming off the tin roof of this press box. Oh, it's it's coming hard now, Chip. (laughs) It
2: is coming hard. I would say that uh, I would not be surprised if uh, once the Blue Raiders are
1: out of this uh, half inning, ball game is over. We'll see. Right now the Raiders have a runner at first and one out in the top of the eighth inning. There's a ball hit foul down the left side.
2: Uh, given the the weather forecast uh, once they stop this thing it's you're not going
1: to start it back no 1 2 delivery swing and a miss and down on strikes goes morgan
5: got
1: a pinch hitter here Number 22. 22,
5: number 22 Bryson Bryce
1: Trammell, 64 freshman from Bearden High School in Knoxville a lot of folks have played second fiddle to Farragut but Bearden has had a had, had good teams. One ball and no strikes. Tramble hits one foul to the left side. One ball, one strike. Two outs in the top of the eighth and an 11-1 Belmont lead. Blue Raiders trying to get something going here in the eighth but the conditions just continue to get worse and worse. That one, he hit the post. (laughs) That one came back and, speaking of hitting the post, Pecorine back in town and having his number retired tomorrow night. Good. He deserves it. Yep. Is he the all-time greatest predator? Oh, probably so. Runner goes, fouled away, stays one and two. They may have to stop the game because Belmont may go broke on baseballs here. (laughs) One-two pitch coming. Baird will deliver to Trammell. The one-two pitch, runner goes. That one's up and wild. Wild. Runner safe at second. Give him a stolen base on that since he was already moving. Yep, he was going, so that's a stolen base (laughs) for Snyder. And the count goes to two and two with two away. You look at Trammell's jersey, and he's new into the game, and he's soaked. 2-2 2-2 pitch just low for ball three. So a payoff pitch will be coming to Trammel with two outs in the inning. Snyder gets his lead at second. He'll start. And ball four puts Trammel on. Belmont pitching, which was cruising along. Now Dusty Baird has walked a couple, walked one in this inning. Walked two in this inning. That's right. right. He walked Lopez. That's right. I couldn't even read my own writing there. I've seen your scorebook. Yep. Nagishi at the plate. He's had a good day. Fouls one away. Looks like water's starting to stand out in left field a little bit. Yeah. Sure
2: does, doesn't it? Yep.
1: They've got to
2: bang this one as soon as uh, Blue Raiders are out of this half
1: inning. Snyder dives back toward first. Here's the 0-1, fouled away. Count is 0-2 on Nagishi. Nagishi with two hits and a run scored. He's been the offensive star of the day. Yeah. Raiders have scattered, scattered five other hits. Two-strike pitch and popped up on the infield. The third baseman, Jarvis, goes back and makes a catch in short left field for the final out. In the inning, there were no runs on no hits. Two men left and no Belmont errors. We'll take a timeout. Back to Nashville after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield.
0: The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS.
1: Welcome back to Nashville. We go to the bottom of the eighth inning. Easton base. Snyder stays in the game at shortstop. Now at third. That's going to be Gabe Jennings, number eight.
5: Shortstop for moving second to short.
1: Well, Peralta has moved to short, and
5: the game, second base number 45, Snyder. Snyder, Snyder will, play,
1: will base. play second. Peralta will play short. And again, a new third baseman, Trammel, or actually now Jennings, as they have made another change there. This game Three hours and 40 minutes old, nearly, within two minutes of that. Coach Jarvis having a meeting down there with the uh, umpires. They're calling it. So they're going to call this game, it appears, right now. And that'll do it. Yep. Conditions have just gotten too bad to continue this game any further. Your final score is going to be Belmont 11, Middle Tennessee 1. We will take a timeout go through some final numbers and wrap it up 11 to 1 Belmont with the victory here tonight Middle Tennessee drops to 1 and 4 on the season with a trip to Myrtle Beach coming up this weekend so time out and back with our post game show after this on the blue raider network from learfield
15: hey blue raider fans this is tim page with exit realty bob lamb and associates are you on the fence about selling your home feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home well it's time to get moving for professional personal real estate services give me a call today and put me to work for you 615- 896-5656 896 or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com Let's go blue and I'll see you at the game.
0: This has been Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game was presented by Lewis Bakeries, Bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Reds. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Let's go back to the stadium.
1: Welcome back to Nashville. Belmont went to an 11-1 game that was called... In the top of inning number eight uh, due to deteriorating field conditions and weather, and it from the get-go has just been a brutal afternoon and evening uh, for this one here at Rose Park. The the, uh, the temperature early, and then you add 33-degree rain on top yeah. of that, and uh, just, just a very tough situation. The game was tied 1-1 going into the bottom of the fourth inning, John. And yep. at that point, Belmont able to pick up three runs in the fourth, one in the fifth, two in the sixth, and four in the seventh inning. As Blue Raider pitching uh, ha- had its issues uh, at, at that point, Belmont ends up on the night, 11 runs with, on 13 hits, no errors. They uh, leave 13 men on base on top of all of that. The Blue Raiders are run on seven hits, three errors, and middle left, seven men on base. They did have a couple of opportunities to score, but just couldn't get the timely hit when they needed it.
2: Well, the only one double play in this ball game, and uh, that uh, took the Raiders out of a uh, what was one of those scoring situations.
1: The uh, Blue Raiders and Belmont uh, Bruins both used five pitchers tonight. Uh, Avery Gunn started, went two and two thirds of one-run, four-hit baseball. He walked two, struck out two, and I think his future is very bright. thought he looked very good yeah. uh, in his first start.
2: That was a situation. He uh, racked up a lot of uh, pitches early. Uh, warmer day, they might let him go a little bit deeper, but uh, uh, we'll be seeing him again for sure.
1: Yep, Trent Siebert, an inning and two-thirds, gave up five hits and four runs, three earned. Jack Julian, a, an inning, gave up. One hit, two runs, both earned. Dustin Sprong two earned runs in just one inning, walking three and striking out one and Braden Jones ended the night, going two-thirds of an inning, giving up two earned runs on three hits, walking one and striking out one. The Blue Raiders ended up striking out six and walking nine in the ball game. for Belmont, Jordan Zuger started. He was good as well. Three innings, one run, five-hit baseball. Lane Lamberth came in out of the bullpen. He gets the win, and uh, he is now 1-0. and oh. uh, Trent Siebert, by the way, the second Blue Raider pitcher for uh, for the game, will suffer the loss in this one. Ethan Lambert win an inning. Caleb Geiswhite win an inning for Belmont, and Dusty Baird also an inning for Belmont. For the Blue Raiders, the hitting stars tonight, two hits each for Mason Spears and uh, Tatsunori Nagishi, each with two hits on the night, and the Raiders' only run scored by Nagishi for Belmont. uh, Brody Heaton had two hits. Carson Shacklett had two hits. Jackson Campbell had two hits, but Grayson Taylor, the shortstop, ended up with three hits and four RBIs on the day. He was just just a a tough cat to handle in this one and uh, that is kind of the wrap on that. So, You you want to get back home. They've got to get packed, get stuff cleaned up and they're heading out from campus in the morning at 6.30 to leave for the airport, heading to Myrtle Beach to play uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday there against Illinois, Ball State and Rutgers the opponents, and uh, and uh, the best thing about this one right now, John, is it's over. And let's go home. And it's time to go home after this one. As Belmont wins it 11-1, to they'll be coming to Murfreesboro uh, in much warmer conditions, and that will be on April the 19th in a 6 o'clock game at Reese Smith Field. So – that's about it. You got That's, anything
2: else? I have nothing else except let's get out of here. That's
1: right. Everybody try to stay warm and dry on this uh, rainy, cold night for John Callow. And our uh, Jake Wallman, our studio producer, Chip Walter, saying thanks for being with us. Good night from Nashville as you listen to Blue Raider baseball from Learfield. Out here, we charge into
12: the heartland with Mountain Dew.
0: This has been Blue Raider Baseball. Today's game was presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop breads. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Blue Raider Network.